Okay, Baruch HaMavam, welcome everyone to our weekly uh, shir on uh, Tefillah, Gateway to Tefillah. This series is sponsored by a good friend, Rabbi Sal Rose of Los Angeles, Lea Mishnas' brother, Svi Ben Levi Yitzchak, Hashem Hashem and Aliyah, Yomel Siosher for his home mishpacha. We continue in Haidu. This is, uh, we've done many shirim on Haidu, and uh, we're barely scratching the surface. We mentioned that the Tefillah of Haidu was commissioned by David Amach to Asaf, the chief singer, to be sang at the uh, bringing of the carbon Tamid Shal Shachar and the carbon Tamid Shal Bein Harabayim. And uh, we went through last week the first part of Haidu, and that is uh, the, the Tefillah, the song that was sang about the Tamid Shal Shachar which is basically gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Eretz Yisrael and for his Hashkacha Pratis on Klal Yisrael. In other words, we were thanking Hashem for past benefits, for saving the Avais from Melachim, from not letting uh, Avimelech, Paroi, Lavan hurt us, and for giving us Eretz Yisrael, which was a Krisas bris to Avraham and a Shvua to Yitzchak. Now we're going to learn about the Tamid Shel Bein Harabayim, the Shira that Asaf composed for the Tamid Shel Bein Harabayim. And as opposed to the Tamid Shel Shachar, which was singing to Hashem for past benefits, the Shira for the Tamid Shel Bein Harabayim is singing to Hashem for future benefits. It is uh, certainly worthwhile if you have a Siddur in front of you and you were able to reference Haidu. Oh, so here we go. Now it begins with Shiru Lashem Kala Aretz. Shiru Lashem Kala Aretz. By the way, Rav Yaakov Emden writes that Shiru Lashem Kala Aretz really should say Mincha time as well because it was enacted for the Karman Tamit Shalbein Harabayim. Okay. So we say as follows. The second part, says Rav of the Shira of David is Oisek in the distant future. We say, sing to the Lord, all of the earth. Meaning, not that the dirt should sing to Hashem, but rather the residents of the earth. Like it says, all of the land came to Egypt to get provisions. It doesn't mean the land, the people of the land. Sing to the earth, all the residents. Sing to Hashem, all the residents of the earth. Basru. Basru, like someone who's mavasar of Basura Toiva. We're saying, give the following proclamation. By the way, what is the root of the word Basru? I want to show you something amazing. Rabbi Vigdor Miller writes in his Sefer on Tefillah, the root of the word Basru is Basar, meat. So let Let's see what this means. Rav Miller says, Give tidings from day to day of his salvation. There is no day when a new kindness is not performed. Even every day Hashem is doing new kindness to us. Even the customary kindnesses are new today. And they must be proclaimed as new tidings and new events. In other words, if you had breakfast this morning, don't say, No! Just because you ate breakfast yesterday and the day before, Every day is an exciting new benefit. And it needs to be proclaimed as a new event. 
I had a good breakfast this morning. You want to know what I had? I had a peanut butter sandwich. That's my breakfast. It was very good. It gives me energy. He renews in... You know, I remember on uh, Mondays when I used to come to Agra de Perka, at like 11.45, 11.40, I started, you know, I didn't have any kayak. So I, I knew I had to eat some more peanut butter in the morning. That's it, you know, you need fuel. So just because I had peanut butter three days ago, but it's exciting to have it today. Peanut butter is always exciting, especially Skippy. Obviously I use uh, natural without any hydrogenated oils, but... Uh, that's too much information. Okay. Anyway, basumiyam. Even the regular daily kindnesses need to be proclaimed as interesting, interesting and exciting. And we have to consider it daily, and we need to proclaim it to others daily. He should not cease to see a new sign of the Creator's wisdom and kindliness every day. Chavis Havavai says. Don't stop seeing new signs of Hashem's wisdom and kindness daily. Like David HaMelech says, Every day you need to see a new aspect of the kindness of Hashem. Be not persuaded to cease wondering at them and examining them. Don't say, well, you know, I already saw the grass a billion times. I already saw the trees. Don't stop wondering at them and examining them because... Otherwise, you grow accustomed to them. Says Rav Miller, Basru Miyoyim. Basru Miyoyim means a lashon of Basar. You should celebrate Hashem's daily help as if you're eating a piece of steak. In other words, like this. When you're saying Haidu in the morning and you want a barometer, am I doing it well enough? If you're saying it with as much enjoyment as you enjoy a piece of steak, then you're enjoying it, then you're doing it well. If if your recitation of Haidu is a little bit more bland than your excitement eating a piece of steak, then we have work to do. Basru is a lashon of Basar. Okay, anyway. Says Rav Schwab, What is the Basura Toiva that we need to relate? Miyoy Malyom He explains from Shamchen Falahersh that not just the out of the ordinary and the supernatural salvations from Hashem do we need to thank Hashem for, but even the regular gifts and reality and natural processes, we need to uh, proclaim and, and enunciate, articulate gratitude for. So that's exactly what Rav Miller is saying. Sapru vagoyim es Relate among the Gentiles his kavayd. What does that mean? Any matter which is out of the ordinary, which is not typical, which is miraculous, and is marbek vayda Hashem, you need to relate among the Gayim. But among all the nations, you should relate His wonders. What's the difference between Gayim and Amim? Rav Shamshin Falhirsh writes in Parshas Vayechi, the difference between a Goy and an Am is a Goy is similar to the word Gav, or a Guf, body, is a entity or a conglomerate of people under one sovereignty, a political group of, uh, a political unit. Am is a lashon of im, with a chirak, a group, a society. So goy is, I would say, a nationality, and am is a society. I think that, that is what, I think, I believe that's what he's saying. 
So in other words, Goy are a group of people connected politically as a nationality, and Am is a society through friendship. And David HaMelech is saying, we will relate to all the powers and all the societies, God's honor and wonders. You know, now, you know what we're going to say to them? God Hashem, God is great. And He's very praised. We're going to say, you guys, you guys in India, in China, in Africa, you blew it. Only the Rebani Shalom is great. Only He is elevated. He is more fearsome than any other God. All of the ideologies that you made a mistake in, all the isms, all the religions, all the movements, they're all nonsense, they're all empty. We're going to proclaim, God al Hashem, only God is great. He Only He is elevated. He is much more fearsome than any other power. We're going to say, now I'm going to say a chiddush now, I don't have full confirmation, but I'm pretty sure that uh, this is in fa- fact the case. Remember I asked, why does a chazan say, That's not the end of anything. That's smack in the middle of the Tamid Shel Ben Harbayim song. If anything, if I, w- if I would be uh, making the Siddur, I would say like this. Uh, the Chazan says, Then he ends, And that's the end of the first one. Then he'll say out loud the beginning of the second segment, And then he would end off, But why in the world, in Mitten Drinin, he says out loud, I looked in all the authentic Sidurim, none of them say that the Chazan says it out loud. I'm pretty sure I, fe- I, I realize what happened over here. The Sidurim say you need to stop in the middle of pause and then say So, you know, the people see a notation and they're davening for the Ahmad, so they figure it means, oh, I gotta say that out loud. But I don't think there's a- absolutely any reason to say it out loud. Now, I'm not telling you you shouldn't, otherwise people will think, you know, your mom is... Uh, you're a goy and an am and, you know, all that bad stuff. You're, but uh, probably there is no halachic or hashkafic reason to say that, unless it's to remind people that they need to pause there. But again, I did not find in any of the siddurim, whether it's uh, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Emden's siddur or the siddur hagra, they do not notate that the chazan should say that out loud. Um, now, Interesting question that... Okay, once I let's just finish this paragraph. And we're going to say, Ki kol Eloheu amim alilim, v'adoinoi shamayi masa. Ki kol Eloheu amim. Heim be'emes rak alilim. They're nothing. Al, with a patach. They have no chashivas. And what does it mean, Ki kol Eloheu amim alilim? They're nothing. Vashem shamayi masa. Meaning, even those who claim that their deity has control over the heavens, even that's empty because God made the heavens. So nothing of theirs is in the heavens either. In other words, all of their ideology is completely empty, everywhere, always. Interestingly, Rabbi Yaakov Emden asks, the Imtoimar, 
הרהם אוהבים לצלוח שמיים, שהם גדולים ונוירם על תחתונים, ויש להם בבד ממשלהם, וגם שזו החולק לא יישם להם, ואיך יקרא לילם כאין ואפס. We know the Rambam says that we don't like to talk about this too much because people don't know how to understand it, but the sun and the moon and the stars, they all have power. God empowered them to have a certain degree of control over this lower world. So as of Yaakov Emden, certainly God is the above and beyond them. But how could you say about them that they're elilim, they're nothing, they're not nothing, they're something. So therefore, says Rabbi Yaakov Emden, the answer is, Vashem Shamayim Asa. Since God made them, and they're all avodim and mesharsim, running to do the shlichos that God commands them, and they have no intrinsic power, only based on the uh, the shefa that they're mekabel for their designated purposes, and if God were to hide His face from them, they would cease to exist. So everybody will realize ki kol elilim. They're nothing. That God is above and beyond them completely. Now we said. That we're that la'asid lavai we're all we're going to proclaim, ki gadol Hashem u'mahula ma'ayid v'noira hu al kol alayhim. We're going to say God is gadol and God is noira. So in the siddur be'er chayim. It's interesting. The siddur be'er chayim has a haskama from none other than the malbim. The malbim writes. I had no time to read it, but he's a good guy, so it's a probably a good siddur as well. Anyway, he says like this. We say, Ki Godol Hashem Venoirahu. We know the Anshe Knesset Hagdoila. Why they call Anshe Knesset Hagdoila? Because they brought the crown back to its uh, prestige. That they reverted back to saying, Hakel Hagadol Hagibar Vahanoira. Because the Antichrist, the, the Nevi'im said, you can't say Gadol, you can't say Noira. And the Antichrist said, no, God's Gadula is that he squelches his anger. His Noira is, he sees a sheep among 70 wolves and we still exist. So right now in this world, the nations of the world don't recognize God as Gadol. Because they see that they're provoking him and he's not responding. They, they don't see God as Noira. They're, they consider themselves 70 wolves and we're the sheep. But they're going to understand. Ki Godol Hashem v'noirahu. Really beautiful pshat. Abunat. And therefore we say, What are you going to say? Ki Godol Hashem v'noirahu. That even the 70 umais they're going to recognize Hashem's Gedula and His Naira. That's really a remarkable pshat. Now Rav Miller has a very interesting question. And I, I tell you the truth, I've been bothered by this many times. And I, never, I, I don't know if I was able to put my finger on a good answer. You know, the Nevi'im are full of the concept that the Jewish people are supposed to be a light unto the nations. And we're supposed to relate to the nations. Sapru vagoyim as kavoidoi, bechol ha'amim nifloisav. We say haydiu va'amim aliloisav. And and most Orthodox rabbis are not giving classes to the Gentiles, unless of course you're on Torah any time and you don't know who you're speaking to. No, but really, I don't think Reb Chaim Knievsky gives a class to the Druze on Tuesday afternoons in Letterman's. He doesn't. I don't think. 
or you know, Wednesday morning he doesn't give a shir to the Arab workers in Bnei Brak, as far as I know. I don't think Rav Moshe gave a shir in uh, to Goyim, and I don't think any uh, Orthodox rabbis are really that uh, involved in teaching the knowledge of the Lord to the nations of the world. And Rav Miller says like this. He says, even though in reality we are obligated to teach the nations the glory of God, again, we're not not Torah, Magid Vavliakov, the reason why such exhortations relate His glory among the nations, among all the peoples, His wonders are not found after the time of the scriptures and the words of the sages. You don't find the Mishnayis telling us to do this, or the Gemara, is because the nations of the world deteriorated. And as it says in Mishle, rebuke not a scoffer. And just like it's a mitzvah to say something which is listened to, it's also a mitzvah not to say that which is not listened to. But even in so basic, the basic answer is we're obligated to, but we're exempt. Why? Because they ain't going to listen to us. I don't think today if you gave a shear in the United Nations about you know, human rights, they'd be very interested in the Jewish perspective. They just get a, you know, that's my gut instinct. So if they're not going to listen, we're exempt. However, Miller says, even the days of the Tanoim and afterwards, when the sages of Israel encountered upright non-Jews, they would go out of their way to speak to them in these matters, and many became proselytes, even among those of the greatest eminence, like the family of the Queen Helene and Munbas, who were influenced by the sages, and Ketia Bar Shalom, and the Roman nobleman Clemens and his wife, and Achilla and Unclus, and the Emperor Nero, and the Emperor Antoninus, who was the Sever of Hidanasi, and the King of Kusarim, who was, in, who was instructed by the sage Isaac Senegari, and many more instances where Jews were Sapru Vagoyim as But if you have a, a genuine audience, if your mailman wants to learn, if you have someone who is receptive to the values and ideologies of and morals of the Torah, then it is our inherent obligation, just in uh, because of the deterioration of the nations of the world, we're not able to fulfill this obligation. Now, says Rav Schwab, We find in the history of the nations of the world that many societies tried to advance their knowledge of science, of the arts, and and other aspects of creation and society. Many people have tried to advance the cause of literature, in the pursuit of finding glory and majesty. And we say to these nations, Hoid vahadar lefanav, glory and majesty rest before God. And if you come to partake of the inheritance of God, then you will inherit true kavod. Are you looking for oiz and chedva? Oiz v'chedva are found b'mekaymai, in God's place. Therefore, Havu Lashem Mishpachoisamim. Gather together, O families of the nations of the world. We say if you're looking for honor, if you're looking for glory, if you're looking for true majesty, 
we say to them, those who are pursuing Kavod Ba'oyz, grant Kavod Ba'oyz to Hashem. Only to God belongs true honor and strength. Havul Hashem Kavod Shemai. Ascribe to God the honor that belongs to His name. Se'u Mincha, raise up a gift and come before Him. Bow to God in His holy abode. This is going on the future where the nations of the world will come and prostrate the, themselves to God as the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, V'naharu elav kol ha'goyim, V'holchul amim rabim, V'amru l'chul v'nala el har Hashem. And Davra Melch is saying that those goyim that remain la'asid lavai and are zoicha to recognize the mitzvahs of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they will come and bow to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Makam HaMikdash. As Chazal say, don't read it, Behadras Kodesh, Becharodas Kodesh. The great, the majesty of the Mikdash is that it instills ch- chareid, ch- uh, fear in those who visit. Chilu milfanov kala aretz, tremble before God, all of the land. Af tikain tevel baltimait. What does the word tevel mean? Anybody know tevel? Le David Mizmahar Ladoishem Haaretz Umalaya Tevel Yoishveva. What's the difference between Aretz and Tevel? Tevel is the state of the world when it's in the state that benefits society. Tevel Yoishveva. The word Chilu, besides being a member of the Mazamrim choir, what does the word Chilu mean? Chilu means to tremble like a woman in labor. When it comes time for the world to be reborn, the world will be soivel chevle leida. But through that trembling of a new world order, a new world will emerge that will not falter. There will be a world without war, without sin, without crying without fear. The Meshayra continues, Yismichu HaShamayim V'sogel Ha'aretz Now we know Yismichu HaShamayim V'sogel is Rashi Teva, is God's name. Which, by the way, the permutation of Chodesh Nisan comes from the words Yismichu HaShamayim V'sogel Ha'aretz Now, the Rashi Teva is Yismichu HaShamayim the Sagel Haaretz is Oisiyos the Shem Hamiyuchad, because God swore that His name is not complete and His throne is not complete until Amalek is wiped out. So when we get to an era of Tikkun Tevel Baltimite, that the world is established without falter, then Hashem's name will be complete. Then Yoimru Bagoyim Hashem Malach, the Goyim will say that all the prophecies of the Nevi'im have come true and Hashem has reigned. So it comes out very beautiful. There's going to be a new world order. The world will be reborn, so to speak. The world will be established, never to falter. It will be an age where God's name is complete through the eradication of Amalek and Hashem Malach. God will reign. Now the Meshorah continues. Yeram Hayom The sea and its fullness will roar. 
the fields were exult, the dry land that dried out, that dried out and was developed through overworking the fields and everything that's in it, even the trees of the forest will sing. They'll all sing Lufnei Hashem Kival Lishpat Esha'aretz. What does Mishpat refer to, says Rabbi Schwab? Mishpat refers to God will bring back law and order. God will refund the police. God will refund all the disciplinary uh, institutions that will bring back law and order. When God will be, uh, re- when God will reign, all of the deficiencies that mankind inflicted on the world, for example, pollution, depletion of the Oizoin liar. You know what the Oizoin liar is? How did you know? The ozone layer will be restored, which will protect us from any harmful effects from the sun. And all the waters and the oil spills will be c- cleaned. And all the plastic uh, things that fell off of your soda cans that have surrounded the the beaks of the penguins, you know, all those situations that, I don't know, it's true, it's not true, but God will clean up all the pollution. And all the other uh, downgrades that mankind brought to society will all cease and the world will be Tikoin Tevel Baltimite. And therefore we say, nations of the world, you know what you need to say? Hoidu Lashem Kitoiv Kiliyoylam Chastoi. In other words, we, Klal Yisrael, we already know Hashem's kindness. But La'asad Lavai, we will say to the nations, Hoidu Lashem Kitoiv. You will see Hashem's kindness. And this will be in the Achras Hayomim. But we ain't there yet. We're not in the Achras Hayomim. For sure not. Not if we're still living in Kew Garden Hills and in Cedarhurst and wherever else you're living. No, not until the great day comes when the Melech HaMashiach reveals himself. We have not yet reached that Madrega. And therefore, in the meantime, Klal Yisrael say, the Imru say, Hoshienu Alekei Yishenu, save us, God of our salvation. Vikabetzenu, gather us. Vatzileinu Menagoyim, save us from the Gentiles. Lahoidos Hashem Kachacha. To thank you that we existed. Lahishtabeach. Our praise is, Besila Secha, that we give you praise. Now Rabbi Schwab has a wondrous diok. And that is, we know that the sister parak in Tanakh of this parak in Divrei Hayomim, remember in Hoidu we say the chapter in Divrei Hayomim, but there's an almost identical parak in Hoidu, parak Kofav. We say, Hoshienu Hashem Aleikeinu Vikabetzenu Min Hagoyim. In Tehillim they say, Hoshienu Hashem Aleikeinu Vikabetzenu Min Hagoyim. And in Direi Yomim we say, Hoshienu Gehoshienu Vikabetzenu. So why in Divrei Yomim is it Hatsileinu Menagayim and just the Kabetzenu in general? And in Tehillim there's no Hatsileinu but there's Kabetzenu Menagayim. And the answer is as follows. The Pasuk in Tehillim was not composed for the Tamit Shobein Harabayim. It was composed for Klaiso and the Golas. And in the Golas we need Vikabitsenu Minagoyim. 
We need to be gathered from the nations. But when David HaMelech was masakin, that to say the Shira in the Oroin, Klal Yisrael did not need Kabetzeinu Men Agoyim. You can't say V'Kabetzeinu Men Agoyim. They weren't among Goyim. They just need V'Kabetzeinu from ourselves. Because he had Malchus Yehuda in the south, and he had Malchus Yisrael in the north. And he had the story of Binyamin and Pilegesh Begiva. So therefore we didn't need V'Kabetzeinu Men Agoyim. We just need V'Kabetzeinu. In the times of David, there was already period ben Yehuda ben Yamin, and therefore he says v'kavetzenu klal Yisrael from any period, and v'hatzileinu min agoyim because once we're separated, so then we have to be we're endangered. Yet the nations of the world could fight us off, and if we're not together, we need v'kavetzenu from ourselves, and through that v'hatzileinu min agoyim. And now we have completed the shira of the Tamid shel ben harbayim. And you know what? How we end off the Shira? Baruch Hashem We end off the Shira, blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, from this world. That means for the past of what happened. Oila means what's hidden. Viado Oilam in the future. This is the end of the Shira that David HaMelech instituted. If I may. I want to end off with uh, two more, a few more ideas from Rav Miller. Rav Miller says, "Sapru v'agemes kvaydeh b'chol ha'amim nifla oisav." What is the meaning of nifla oisav? Niflois are deeds which can be attributed to none other than the one who is all powerful. Now, what are these niflois that we're supposed to say among the goyim? So in Divrei Hayamim Aleph Park Tazayin, they don't appear. But the identical words in Tehillim are found in Parak Kuf He. And the, the, the uh, phrase, Sapru Vagoyim, as Kvaduham is a preface to recounting the miracles of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, which are then recounted in Tehillim after this segment. Now, here's a very important thing. Noirahu al kol Elohim. God is more fearsome than any other God. He is to be feared more than the idol worshippers fear their false gods. Which means, even according to their claims, their gods are limited. The gods of the nations admittedly have opponents. So the sun god has the moon god as an opponent and vice versa. None of the nations can claim for their deities open spectacles of great wonders which were witnessed by multitudes. In other words, even according to by their account that their gods are real, but our God is greater because our God has been able to perform miracles in front of great multitudes. And now we come to one of the most uh, important offerings that I've seen in a long time. Noirahu al kol Elohim. He is to be feared more than any other god. This establishes a principle. Israel must fear Hashem more than any nation fears its God. We need to serve our Hashem, the Hashem, the only Hashem, more than the nations of the world fear their God. So for example, the Gemara Brachah says, Anun Beis, Anun Beis. That Bechlal, when Gentiles come together at a feast, it is always dedicated for idolatry. It's a Klal and Shas. 
That means every time we come together for a meal, it has to be dedicated to Hashem. We need to fear God more than the nations of the world fear their God. So if when nations of the world get together for any feast, it's for their deity, then whenever we get together and eat dinner with our family, it should be dedicated to Hashem. The Gemara in Gitin says, Mem Hayamabez. Bichlal, the kavana of a Gentile, when he writes something, it's for idolatry. Whenever we write something, it should be dedicated to God. When a Gentile slaughters an animal, it's for idolatry. When meeting an idolater on a festival day, don't give him a heartfelt greeting. Why? Because he might go back to his Avodah and thank the Avodah that a Jew honored him. So that means if idolaters thank their God for even small benefits, then certainly a Jew should dedicate all of his deeds to Hashem and thank Hashem for any honor or pleasure or even something as trivial and mundane as a friendly greeting. Someone greets you nicely, it makes you feel good. Don't lose the opportunity to say to Hashem, thank you Hashem for that boost, for that cover, for that great greeting. Similarly, did any nation change its God? Oh, they are, they are not God. But my people exchanged its glory for that which is worthless. For if the Gentiles remain loyal to their gods, then surely all Israel should be even more persistent in their loyalty to Hashem. He is to be feared more than any other god. This is said here specifically in the function of praise. Whatever praise and glory are accorded by the nations to their god, we have to outdo them. This is a principle. Noirahu Akalalahim. Mavravoisai, I wish everybody a wonderful Shabbos Mivorchim, Shabbos Chazak, Shabbos Vayakel Pakude, Shabbos Hachoidesh, Yishvizoicha, Benisan Nigalu, Uvenisan Asidim Ligal. A good Shabbos Goyach.